The following is a quote from an article on consciousness I recently read on the website Physics World. A controversial theory put forward by physicist Roger Penrose and anesthesiologist Stuart Hameroff that posits consciousness to be a fundamentally quantum mechanical phenomenon has been challenged by research looking at the role of gravity in the collapse of quantum wave functions. The article continues by adding, Many scientists regard consciousness as a global manifestation of individual calculations by the brain's billions of neurons. Penrose and Hameroff instead argue that consciousness is based on the non-computational collapse of coherent quantum superpositions between cellular structures within neurons known as microtubules. They reckon that while the superpositions guide classical neuronal processes, it is the continual gravity-related collapse of the quantum states that give rise to our sense of self-awareness. Yeah, I didn't get it either. It's like going around saying, Equisferus cabalus, instead of horse. Although it's scientifically correct, it's not practical for everyday use. Some philosophies are like that. Thought experiments postulating a concept that presents a conundrum. Interesting, yes, but for everyday use, not practical. For most, consciousness is an awareness of being that allows us to recognize our existence in this reality. And a more comprehensive explanation isn't needed. Do we live in a reality where an evil demon is using its powers to fool us into thinking everything we see and experience is real when it's not? Possibly. But what does it matter? If it's true, what can we do about it? French philosopher René Descartes concluded that under those circumstances, after eliminating everything else, the only existence he could be sure of was himself, the thinker, cogito ergo sum. I think, therefore I am. It's very famous and people say it all the time, though many don't actually know what it means. And there's an aspect of Descartes' premise that he does not address. How does Descartes know that the evil demon has not also tricked him into believing he's the thinker. So, again, what difference does it make? Life goes on. We continue to do the things we do. And with an exception for those with certain mental conditions, we don't consider that it might be an evil demon making us do it. Here's my point. Although philosophical ponderings and thought experiments might make us think, they don't reflect real life, how life in this reality actually works. The philosophy of the divine law, however, does reflect real life. Therefore, its primary purpose is to focus our thinking on this reality and what it requires of us 
to live successfully within it. It is not a philosophical flight of fancy, a theory, or a thought experiment. Instead, it is a philosophy that guides us toward the most favorable way to live. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Adam Ripley, the avatar for the Beyond the Rituals community. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the program. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Today's subject, a philosophy for living. But first, a quick commercial. If you enjoy our podcast, you can listen to them on the go. Search for Discerning Truth. We are on all the major podcast platforms. So, subscribe and rate them wherever you listen. By doing so, you let us know that you support what we're doing and encourage us to continue. Thanks in advance. Now, on with the podcast. We live in what most would agree is an unequal world. Where we were born, our race, gender, socioeconomic status, and myriad other variables directly affect our quality of life. Whether we were born and live in an industrialized or third world country matters, not only to our quality of life, but to our customs and religion. In fact, the state of the quality of life where we were born and lived significantly contributes to our beliefs and how we practice them. However, the philosophy of the divine law holds that none of these matters because the universal value we all share is that we are human. And as humans, we are all equal. Therefore, no matter our personality or what we accomplish as individuals, what makes us human remains the same. But, although true, this is not how we live, not what we practice in our daily lives. Who we are, what we represent, our economic status, religion, where we live, and so much more, all matter. People judge us by them. Likewise, we evaluate other people by them and sometimes allow those things to determine whether we will interact with other people without ever speaking to them. So, what do we do? Ignore this tenet of the philosophy? Absolutely not. Instead, we must continue to strive to achieve it. Although it is not what we typically do, separating a person's humanness from their individuality is not impossible. It is but a matter of practice. And if we are to prevent our social destruction 
and the human-caused devastation of our planet, it is crucial that we learn to do it. Observing the world as it is, most would find it difficult to believe that humankind can come together to change it or live together peacefully. And for good reason. Although it might seem so, most of the world's problems do not have simple solutions. They only appear that way around the kitchen table, where we approach them emotionally rather than logically and lack the necessary information to give us a more comprehensive understanding of them. To end the war in Ukraine, we say, NATO should just step in. They've got the firepower. There are jobs out there. People just don't want to work. Instead, they want handouts. Or, we need to close our borders. We've got poor people here who are desperate for help. And so on. The philosophy of the divine law recognizes the world as it is and us as we are. It acknowledges our divisions and what has caused them. But more importantly, it offers real solutions for solving them. Will the people of the world ever have a kumbaya moment? Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Only time and future events will tell. However, what we do have is a way to have it. The philosophy of the divine law. A philosophy for living. We'd like to know your thoughts on the matter. Take a moment. And let us know what you think in the comments section. Until next week, I'm Adam Repley, and this is Discerning Truth.